I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It is the week in which I have returned from Boston. PAX East 2022 is complete and I have things to discuss. And some other, like, you know, oh, WoW had a reveal of its new expansion, I guess we'll probably have to talk about at some point. That's the plan. That is the plan. I don't know why I'm wearing a hat all of a sudden, but I'm doing it now for the rest of this. Setting the vibe. Setting the mood. Gotta rep New York. Hey, this is Gamers 2 Podcast. Your weekly, or bi-weekly in this case, uh, roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest. Uh, so, yeah. You might have noticed that there's a week gap. There is a week gap. This is our podcast. We do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if we say there's not a week gap, there's not one. Exactly. So, the plan... We got a bunch of news for the past two weeks to rip through. And then we'll talk about PAX. Then we'll talk about Blizzard expansion. And then we'll oh, talk okay. about PAX. I don't I know where if that was in the other stuff. So, it's yeah. a little bit longer. Okay. And I figured, you know, you could be like, this is how I feel about it. Or I don't really give a shit. Let's talk about PAX. Interesting. Interesting. I like your planning, though. Yeah, you know, there it is. So here, you know, let's let's move right along. We'll go for the two things I'm going to talk about that are out. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Bug Snacks, the Isle of Big Snacks. Came that's out. It, and that's it. Okay. Yep. It's the only thing I want to call it. All right. More Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. Talking about Bug, bug snacks. snacks. Big Snacks. Big Boy Bug Snacks. All right. It's porn version. Bug snacks porn. Think about it. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> uh, I know what I wouldn't click on. Not even in curiosity, I wouldn't click on it. <laughs> I'd have to be shown it. Well, that could be arranged. <laughs> I'm not rule 34ing bug snacks. Uh missing out. I don't think I am. Yeah, you want to start with odds? Yeah, I'll start. All right. Uh, number one, Microsoft and Sony are considering in-game ads for free-to-play games. Initially, Microsoft would take, it would not take a revenue cut and would limit ads to a select group of brands at first. And Sony reportedly wants to encourage studios to focus on free-to-play titles by giving them a way to monetize them as the pandemic boosted their success. 
But then at the same time, Sony doesn't want to make their in-house games cheaper because they said it would devalue whatever because of the funding when the PlayStation Plus revamp came around. Like, well, why don't you put those in in the deal? And they're like, nah, that's a money issue. But we want to make more money. Yeah. With ads. Yeah. Microsoft's approach was uh, described as being uh, limited, as in, like, what you would want to see from in-game ads. Like, the the example they specifically pointed out was uh, billboards on in racing games. I say, I was when I was playing Gran Turismo today, I was like, oh, there's a GoPro ad. Yeah, exactly that. Yep, and I was like, man, that's three of them in a row. I think you would have had variety, whatever, vroom, vroom. And there was one for some Italian thing above, like on the, over the raceway. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it said though. I can't read Italian. <laughs> seems like a seems like an oversight. Poor, poor advertising. <laughs> uh, number two, Activision Blizzard has updated its SEC filing to specify that no negotiations have taken place about what will happen to CEO Bobby Kotick after its acquisition. Uh, I, for one, have voted to eat him into the sun. Yeah, you think they have a behind-the-scenes agreement that's just not written, and then yeah, eventually yeah. they'll... Somebody shook hands somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Random the old, stall the old, we're only California. signing this check if yeah, yeah. you GTFO. You will not be here. Exactly. I'm not writing it down, but I'm telling you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, more Blizzard. Number three, Blizzard President Mike Ybarra said... Also known as Quick. Quote, no one is doing NFTs, end quote, after some people were worried by a Blizzard poll gauging interest in various subjects, including NFTs. I have a feeling that they were wondering about it. Yeah. And then saw it and went, no. No. <laughs> no or, this. or he never had a plan to do it. That survey still got out with that word, with that question in it. And he's like, no. And then had to go back to like one of the other teams, and we're like, "Why did you even try?" I'm wondering if their polling works with like pl- as like political polling does, where there's like a separate group that's just like, "Let's just see how people feel about these things." Yeah, yeah. And then later on, the campaign finds out and be like, "Wait, you asked them what?" Yeah, it, yeah. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. It probably went is that somebody wrote it up with because it was right before Overwatch Two beta was like supposed to be coming and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so how do you feel about uh? And then oh, and the WoW announcement. Like both Overwatch Two beta and WoW announcement were both uh right before or were right after this survey came out. So it was like, all right, people were had ex- expectations of things, and they're like, "So how do you feel about NFTs?" And everybody's like, "I'll murder you." <laughs> You think I was gone with harassment? NFTs? I'll turn this car around right now. I will take my money back right now. Uh, Number four, the Pokemon Company has entered an agreement to acquire card manufacturing company Millennium Print Group for an undisclosed sum. If Dewey is listening, that is funny. Is it funny? Uh, It's funny because Millennium is a thing in Yu-Gi-Oh. Like there is the Millennium pieces, the puzzle, or Mm -hmm. the... The puzzle that he wears, the eye, the staff, the all that stuff. So it's just funny that they're purchasing a Millennium Trade Group, which is... Uh, they did an episode of uh, their top ten anime, and that was one of Dewey's top ten animes. Was Yu-Gi-Oh? Yep. Season one, I assume, only. Yes. Yeah. Specifically called out season one. Yeah. He knows what's up. <laughs> he understands. Uh, I was pretty disgusted. Pokemon season fun. one could also be in there. Or like early Pokemon, like 98 Pokemon could be in there, only because it's the... 
again, it's the initial run, and then they kind of get silly. They still they don't once Ash becomes or like fails to become champion, like they stop following it. Mm-hmm. Um, man, uh, what was I was gonna make another reference? Oh, and it's in uh, Yaksa. Mm. The Millennium reference to the the Millennium Tower that is yeah. always there, and they're like, "Oh, I bet we're fighting on the Millennium Tower again." <laughs> uh so it's just it's just like fitting for a Japanese company to also purchase another Japanese company. I assume Japanese company with Millennium in the name. Yeah. What was Apparently, the rest of their list? You say you're disgusted. There was a lot. It was just no, okay, you know, it's just very specific to their style of of anime, which is fine. Everyone's got their their flavors. No, no Baku. No. Know. Um, I have like one really long nose hair, and it's really annoying me. So that happens. I hate those. If I start sneezing in the middle of this, I rip I them finally out. Finally, got it. Oh yeah, no, that's usually what I do. But I'll start sneezing if I get it. Yeah. Number five. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the inside of the podcast, or the inside of the nose, or what's the what was that show? Inside the Actors Guild. Inside the Actors Studio with uh, oh my god, what is his name? I can't remember his name, but he he died recently. He did die, like a year couple, or two ago, uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, but, uh, before the pandemic, I believe. Number five, Skydance New Media announced a deal with Lucasfilm Games to create quote a richly cinematic action adventure game featuring an original story in the legendary Star Wars galaxy. End quote. Uh, Amy Hennig, Hennig, excuse me, is the president of Skydance New Media and will lead development. She got her Star Wars game back. Oh, Nate's dying. Oh, double sneeze. Oh, going for the third. Ah, oh, there it is. Ah, the good news. Goal! <laughs> <laughs> the good news is I got it. Uh, it is funny because at work, uh, I have that same sneeze. Mm-hmm. So they know to go one, two, pause, three yeah, is yeah. usually how it goes. Yep. Uh, the other day, I only had two. It was like weird. I, I, never, I usually have three sneezes. Everyone was like, what the well, fuck? Well, the, the other guy next to me is like, I'm waiting for the third one. It's coming. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I think I'm good. He's like, that's weird. Normally you do three. And I was like, how how aware <laughs> are we of each other in this office? <laughs> uh, I cry in loneliness since I'm in like a cubicle cave in my I I usually try to run away from them. <laughs> I try to go sit in another room just because the no, nobody else is still in the office. So I know there's other rooms of peace and quiet places. My sweet little uh, baby creature, uh, unfortunately, has picked up my sneezing tendencies, and Samantha always finds them hilarious, which you experienced it downstairs, where I like I'll I get these random sneezes that will have like massive builds up, built up, where I'm like, <laughs> and she thinks that's hilarious. And then I also sneeze when I go in the sun, and my baby does those things, and and obviously Samantha's over there geeking out like, and I'm like, it's greasing ever. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> to her or the baby <laughs> <laughs> both ah, fair <laughs> yeah but hey Amy gets her Star Wars game back yep we'll see how long this I mean lasts. how many fucking Star Wars games does that make now I don't know because she's also supposed to be isn't she in the same crew with Gary Whitta and those those guys like making that other game there's that like round table of a bunch of names on uh, not Babylon's Fall the other one oh I remember that the one where the the girl was surfing down the sand and everything. It was a tech demo for Unreal Five. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know like what the deal is with that. I remember. I know what you're talking about. But... Yeah. 
Number six, Chris Novak, head of research and design at Xbox, has announced his departure from the company after almost 20 years. Novak doesn't have a new role in mind currently, instead opting to take some time off to learn new things. Like the letters in the alphabet that aren't X. X gonna give it to ya. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, number seven, Gearbox Entertainment is set to fully acquire Lost Boys Interactive for an undisclosed sum. Lost Boys Interactive is a co-developer of Tiny Tina's Wonderland. So there's just, you know, more con- more consolidation in the industry. Well, it sounds like it was already there. Yeah, I mean, they also helped when with, like, Call of Duty and some other stuff, but... Yeah, so it was just another support studio. Yep. Which makes sense that they would get picked up by Gearbox when Blizzard and Activision picked up, like, the rest of their support studios. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. Anyway, number eight. We'll see if it happens in the middle of the story. (laughs) A U.S. District Court judge dismissed a lawsuit filed against Activision Blizzard by a group of the studio's investors, but gave them a window to revise their complaint and file again. So, uh, hey, this isn't good enough. Try again. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Activision Blizzard news this week. I wonder why. Uh, Number nine, Activision Blizzard announced the election of Lulu Cheng... Oh, fuck me. Uh, Maservi to its board of directors. In addition, the company said that Carrie Carr will be nominated for election to the board during its 2022 annual stockholder meeting. That's two ladies to the board. And there's two gentlemen... Who are not seeking re-election? Also at this stockholder meeting. So are they the two that were uh, buddy, buddy buddy with Kodak? I believe they were. Ah, good, 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 good. Nintendo has announced that Splatoon three will hit the Nintendo Switch on September 9th. So get inkin. Yay! Like like ink, not ink, ink my uh, face, daddy. What? <laughs> what? Uh, no. Bad brain? Or are you just yeah, you know. just too too far jaking it now? I don't know. It's just been it's been a long week. Um, I I leave you for one weekend. It, it, everything just falls apart. Is <laughs> what happens. Uh, number eleven. The revamped PlayStation Plus will make its debut on June first. For Japan, June 13 for the Americas, and June 22nd for Europe. Last and least. Just kidding. You're okay, Europe. I have nothing against you. I don't have anything against them. I usually prefer them. Or at least how they handle video game stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole slew of stuff I didn't put in here about... Uh, developers getting four-day work weeks. Um, they have soccer teams. Permanent, good. permanent working from home. Yeah, like yeah, soccer. Sign What's me soccer? Up. Yeah. Oh, sorry, football. Football. <laughs> uh, num- number my tablet stopped working. Number twelve. The it's a lot high. We got to count high this week, which is unfortunate because you know. Bad brain. Yeah, it's rough. No learn good. <laughs> I don't do the thing well, sir. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> I 
this is just getting real awkward. That's cool. Don't I mind do that me. on my phone. It wouldn't scroll anymore, so it's freaking out. Yeah. All righty. Number 12. The National Labor... The National... I was just stroked out. The National Labor Relations Board has ruled that Raven Software QA employees are eligible to vote in a union election. Suck it, Blizzard. Ha ha. Uh, 13. A new policy from Apple will see apps that have not been updated for a, quote, significant amount of time be removed from its store. Seems like another, you know, excellent Apple policy. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Now, that was dumb for sure. I mean, that well, it's not dumb. It's one of those where, like, that should be on, like, every every storefront type of thing like hey have you not updated updated your stuff because you have dependencies and whatever like you built with that are clearly out of date and probably have vulnerabilities in them yeah that's true i just think it's kind of it shouldn't be like a blanket a blanket like i mean they should be given warnings that i think there should be exceptions too because like if it's some dumb game that's not like don't you take away my snood yeah sure do you not know what Snood is? No. Oh, man. Number 14. According is that a mobile <laughs> game? Uh, no, uh, it was a game I played on the computer. Snood. Part of my sniffles uh, years ago when I was but a wee little boy. Uh, but I found it on the phone, and uh, now I can play it on the phone. Oh. It's a typical, like, you got a little cannon, and mm-hmm. it loads up the next thing, and you need to match three of those things, mm-hmm. and then they fall away. Okay. And typical, like, if you break multiples, they... It, cascades down and that whole thing hey do you want to come here cat overlord has entered the room he runs this shit he does does run this shit oh big yawn big yawn big boy big yawn Number 14, according to Bloomberg, anonymous sources close to the matter say, quote, several equity firms, quote, are considering a takeover of major games publisher Ubisoft. I, for one, am not shocked at all. Yes. Probably for the best, honestly. I honestly think if it it sold at this point, it would be less money than Bethesda was. Yeah, I could see that. I think it is actually valued at less than, well, what would Bethesda sell for? Do you remember? Seven, it's valued at four billion, I believe. I looked it up. Uh, I think a week or two ago. Yeah, and which it's just going to continue to go down. Yeah, they're not making anything. Everything's a nightmare. Or sorry, they're reportedly making things. Nothing's coming out. I feel like they've just ruined the value of their franchises. Uh, Fifteen. 343 Industries has pushed back some promised updates to the Halo Infinite uh, in order to prioritize the well-being of its team. Co-op and Forge were among the updates delayed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, on uh, one hand, I, I feel obligated to give you a pass because you said for the well-being of your team. Who knows if that's actually true? I don't trust you anymore. On the other hand... 
you said we were going to get co-op so long ago. I'm sick of your delays, motherfucker. You had a good thing. And then you fucked it up. Anyways. Speaking of in things a, that were a, fucked up. In a game that's... <laughs> I don't know what the segue is. My tablet's not open. Uh, <laughs> in a game that is like clearly designed to have co-op. Yeah. And you still don't have it. Still. Like, I don't, I don't care what the deal is. Especially because apparently it's there. I know, like you can break it to get to yeah to get out to get it working. It's just, it just know. it's just so baffling to me. It is. It's it's mega baffling. Yeah, I find it interesting that Bungie and Three Four Three Industries share a lot of similar DNA, and they both have the same problem with their games. It yeah. takes them fucking forever to implement updates. Like Bungie had that issue with like uh, updating content and maps and stuff. It took them for fucking ever. Yeah. To do like basic stuff. Yeah. It it's is. almost like they make systems that like that. It seems like they suck at making tools like dev tools. Yeah. 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 Well, that was the whole joke with uh Bungie for a hot minute, wasn't it? That they were on their own mm-hmm. like they built the Halo engine, it was their own thing, and it was all yeah. this custom shit. And it's again going mm-hmm. back to like please stop. Yeah. Number sixteen, Diablo Immortal will release on Android and iOS on June second. Uh surprisingly on PC two in open beta anyway. Finally. Yeah, hey, there's actually a date now. Amazing. That's more than it's been able to say since it got announced. We're turning a corner. And the PC part makes sense. Because it is cross-play across all of them. Yeah. Um, But they were talking, I I believe it was, again, it was Mikey Vara, quick, uh, who had put out some stuff about how, yeah, it's going to, it is a full mobile game. Like, it is going to still be a mobile game. But, like, rather than just you guys emulate it, like, we'll just make it available there. Problem solved. Yeah, which makes sense. Uh, 17 keyword studios employees working at Bioware's Edmonton studio are attempting to unionize. Interesting. Essentially, uh, like a support staff studio. Always the support staffs. Probably because they're always the ones getting fucked. You'd think at a certain point, it'd probably be easy for them to just make like a support union. And all of you just get in it. Yeah. Like a freelance. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the direction it's going because that was the one I stuck this one in because it was Bioware. You know, it's the name you recognize it. You have of clusterfucks of the last three years, yeah. Yep. But there have been so many uh, support studios and or various gaming related entities that are attempting to unionize for sure. Number eighteen, Sony has issued a new policy which states that titles $34 or higher must include limited game trials and, at a minimum, run for two hours. I like this policy. Bring back game demos. Yep. $34. Very weird number. 
Yeah, it is a it is an arbitrary number. Uh but I'm curious to just see like how that ends up playing out. Mm-hmm. Because thirty four dollars would be your halfway mark for games now costing seventy. True. True, true. The true, true. You speak the true, true. No, that's Cloud Atlas. There's <laughs> a, a reference nobody's going to get. That's fine. Uh, 19. Sony has begun rolling out support for the variable refresh rate feature for the PS5. No update is required as Sony just needs to enable the feature. Which also does require you to have a TV that has, or I guess monitor that has the variable refresh rate in it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you can't use it because why would you? Exactly. I gotta check that out at some point. Does yours have it? Yes. Ah. That was the whole reason why I bought that fucking TV. And then Sony was just like, we're going to take a year to <laughs> to release it. <laughs> I see your new TV and I spit at you. Yeah. Number Not 20. that I have time for games anymore, but it's cool. That's true. That PlayStation hasn't been turned on in a couple months. Yeah. It gets turned on when the button on the remote accidentally gets pressed. And then I have to fucking turn it off. Activision Blizzard has announced that its stockholders have agreed to Microsoft's proposal to purchase the publisher. It's official. It's official from the stockholders. Yes. Got the green light. Now if the government just says yay. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah, that whole, like, how they have to say something's okay. Mm. Shady fucks. Mm. It's a scam. Uh, where were we? Deja vu. <laughs> 21. Twitch is contemplating lowering the revenue share of its top creators as parent company Amazon pressures it to increase profitability. Oh, weird. That seems like a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate that uh, all the streaming competition has dwindled down to just to be... I guess YouTube Live or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. I mean, YouTube. YouTube, essentially. Yeah, that's a, this is a dumb. Ugh, I don't even, I don't even have the energy to like. I don't either. <laughs> Number 22. There's a new Disney game coming called Disney Dreamlight Valley. It looks like Animal Crossing, but with Disney and Pixar characters. So you tell me who you're going to kidnap and keep on your island forever and not let them adventure. Jasmine. Mm. Which one is she? Uh, Aladdin? Oh. I'd kidnap her, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I immediately only thought the cartoons. Like, I know Jasmine, yeah, yeah, Jasmine yeah. is obviously a cartoon, yeah, yeah. but I mean, like, I was thinking, like, Goofy and Donald and Minnie, and, like, I was thinking that, Daisy, that whole run. Yeah. And then when you said Jasmine, I was like, I, my brain blanked. I was like, oh, yeah, Disney princesses are a thing of that. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm down. I agree. Yeah. Everyone's got their favorite Disney princess. Oh, I'm also keeping Goofy. It's like a court jester, jester character? I need one that I get along with. 
Jasmine, every time I see her, I'm just going to sing A Whole New World. Yeah. <laughs> whole new world. Get on my magic carpet, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I was going to go for the Steppenwolf song. Oh. Magic carpet ride. Yeah. You don't know what we can see. That Why that song's in... Uh, a magic carpet ride. That song's in the movie Star Trek First Contact. Uh, that song is also in the... Uh, playlist on Triple A Baseball 2001. Okay, thought my reference was obscure. <laughs> Nate comes in hot. That's how I know it. <laughs> I played that on the PC. Uh, didn't know what I was doing. It's fair. Played the All Star team, just hit space bar, slam home runs. I still don't know what I'm doing. Facts. Uh, where were we? 23. Is it my turn? Yes. Uh, an Xbox Bethesda Games Showcase will stream on Sunday, June 12th. It will feature first and third party games. Hey, there's our first one. First Time one. To start planning. Number Same two. weekend too, right? Roughly. It, I mean, it's usually always around then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You get this one. Nice. Number 24, alpha footage for Skull and Bones has leaked. And it looks like it'll be Ubisoft's anthem, which... You gotta watch. I want you... I shouldn't have wrote it in here. I should have had you watch it afterwards and then seen. Because, like, I don't know what it is. But I started watching it and I was like, oh, this feels like anthem. Oh, no. Like, it just gives you that same feeling where you're like... I kind of, like, I'm uncomfortable, you know? Like, this doesn't seem right. That hole where we just go, we know how this ends. Why yeah. are you doing it? Yeah, that that We've, exactly. To be fair, this podcast has known how that was going to end for the last five years. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it, It's... I don't know. I just thought they could, they, they could have made more of it. How dare you? How dare you think they could do that when they announced six other games and two new Ghost Recons and Beyond and we Good know and this Evil. was rebooted at least twice. Yeah, and Beyond Good and Evil, and initially because it's in its initial launch, you weren't allowed to get off the ship. Yeah, now you just are the ship apparently, or you can't get off. I don't remember. It looks like uh, a shittier version of uh, what the fuck's the Microsoft one. Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Looks like a shittier version of Sea of Thieves. How is which how is that possible? Well, see Sea of Thieves now is like Oh good. Look, it's yeah, decent. Yeah, no, it's good, yeah, yeah. It's a it looks like a shittier version of Sea of Thieves and but with Ubisoft's fucking like cookie cutter game engine. I can't wait for the first ship to do a trick off the the wave or something and I'm trying to trying to equate it to Riders Republic for some reason. <laughs> and that you know what? You five seconds you already came up with a better game premise. <laughs> uh all right. Uh twenty five is a rumor. You know what I you know what I every time uh, not even to stop you again. Yeah oh, God. Do you remember the Funhouse videos of Oh my God, what was the name of the game? It wasn't Pirates Cove. It's pirate something. It was they were playing a pirate game, and the whole joke was the guy's name was Captain Chris, and it was just this terrible thing. 
terrible game. And all I can think of every time I hear Skull and Bones is just that 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 is that game. I'll show, I'll have to show you after. I can't remember what it's called. Hmm. It's not Pirates. It's Pirates something. Interesting. All right, 25, we got a rumor. Uh, the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel might be a current-gen exclusive in our definition, my definition. I don't want to loop you in here without you know your official stamp of approval. My When I say current-gen, I'm referring to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series. I believe we would both agree to that. Because this next-gen shit, we it's are not- in the gen. Yeah, yeah. We're in that generation. Yes. It's not next. We're in it. Now is present. Present is now. Exactly. Next is in the future. Yeah. And right now, that that was the past. Boom. It's already gone. See? Yep. We live in the now. All right. So the sequel will be current gen exclusive, and it won't be released until 2023. Also, it may drop the Fallen Order subtitle or title. I guess it's like a title. I don't know. It's technically a title because the colon comes after it. Yeah. Or no, sorry. The, no, I, the colon comes after Jedi, which is the annoying so it's part. Sub, yeah. So it, it would be a Star Wars Jedi game. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's a rumor from uh, this Jeff Grubbs guy who seems to be... Oh, Jeff's good people. Yeah. He's done like every fucking rumor, I think, that we've... Him oh, or Jason Schreier. Yeah. I mean, they're two of the... Uh, Grubs, grubs, good people. The uh, there is a like a rumor as well that we might see something about it <sighs> at Star Wars Celebration on May fourth. May it be with you. What is that this year? What's that? May fourth. I don't know. First is what Sunday. Wednesday. I guess. Yeah. Hey, Mestrunono. They're just killing it. And Glaber hits a two-run home run, so nine two. Jesus. <laughs> they're they're trying to go for the ten ten runs like that. They they're making that their thing. Good. Don't let this offense stagnate because when they're bad, it's bad. Yeah. All right, so I guess it worked out. It did, so it did. Or do you want me to do number twenty six? You want me to do twenty six because you're going to be doing all the time. I'm going to rip it. I'm going to rip it. We're good. We're good. We got you. All right. Number twenty six. Blizzard has formally announced the next WoW expansion, Dragonflight. We'll focus on the return of the dragon aspects, the magical guardians of Azeroth, who disappeared after the events of the Cataclysm expansion. 12 years ago players will journey to the mysterious and hidden dragon isles to explore five zones each themed after one of the five dragon aspects also dragon flights uh dragon flight will also add a new race class combo called drakthir evokers a race of draconic humanoids with range damage and healing powers related to the dragon aspects drakthir can only be the evoker class and the evoker class is race locked to the drakthir Dragonflight will bring a host of changes, including a revamped talent system, revamped crafting, and the game's first UI overhaul in 18 years. Thoughts, feelings, uh, philosophical statements, philosophical statements, hopes, dreams. 
that someday I meet. Oh, we're talking about the game. Um, have you? What have you seen? Have you watched the trailer? I watched the. You talking about the cinematic one? Yes. I watched the cinematic trailer. So you saw you saw our boy Craig. I saw Craig. I don't know what they're calling him. I don't know either. Craig but, sounds great to me. But but Craig is the reference to the Halo guy. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was yeah. just he was the guy from the trailer. I'm gonna be honest with you. I watched it. I have no fucking idea what was going on. It might have been Steve. People were throwing around as a joke name. I don't remember. Maybe. Maybe. Like I had no frame of reference for what was happening, other than like nobody right, else does. To this guy's trying really fucking hard, and I got props to him for doing that. Nobody, nobody else has a frame of reference, and if they do, they're lying to you because okay. nobody has read that far into the lore. Uh, but every every frame of reference you needed is in the video. Okay, those are the guardians. Yeah, yeah. You know. They yeah, I figured they were guarding some kind, trying to signal to some fucking people that they can come back or whatever. I don't know. Because if they couldn't turn it on, the idea was that they would the dragons would never know where like where, how to get home. Yep. Um it they I, just ended up taking, you know, ten thousand years to get back. Yeah. Classic. Um as 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 wow timelines go, it's always ten thousand years. Always. Imprisoned. It's always got to be a fucking portal somewhere, too. For 10,000 years. What sort? Anyway. Uh, I watched some of the roundtable stuff. Okay. Um, just getting glimpses here and there, and that's that's really about it. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else that I nabbed that... Have you see, Did you see the screenshots of the talent tree? I haven't looked at the talent trees. Did you see the screenshots of the Drakthir? I haven't... I don't think I have. And I they haven't shown the UI at all either. Yeah, uh, kind I? of. There's like some shots of it. I haven't seen any of it then. I guess is where we'll go. Okay. Let's put the UI customization on a level you know. Star Wars. Okay. Do what you want. Yeah. It's free for all. Good shit. It's what it should have been anyway. Yeah. Oh, so that's what they're moving to. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the easiest thing to, like, it's another MMO you've played. It's the closest thing to compare it to. Okay. Move things wherever you want. There you go. Mm-hmm. Talent trees. You remember old talent trees? Yeah. Like, I'm talking old talent trees. None old. of this, like, pick one of three. Like, yeah, the you old, were, old You ones. were running, like, 3020s. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back. Did not see that coming. Right. <laughs> we're going to level 70. Okay. I didn't see that coming. I'm almost annoyed that we're going to level 70. Wait, what's the cap now? 60. So they are doing, they're doing a bump again. Right, which I was hoping they were just going to do another squish again. Yeah. But whatever. Fine. So we're, we're just, we're just. Fine, we're potentially repeating the cycle and having to do it again. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought they were smart enough to avoid. Apparently not. So yeah. here, we're going to do this again in yeah. a few years. We'll, we'll flip it back. Fucking A. <laughs> the, uh, the talent tree, I'll use Druid as an example because it's the one they use as the example. It is two talent trees. Okay. So you are your you are your class. So you have a Druid tree, and then you have your specialization tree. Okay. So you have generic Druid talents, which are the same no matter what your specialization is. Mm-hmm. And then you have a specialization tree. So you have a Resto tree. You have a Balance tree. You have a Feral tree. You have a Guardian tree. Yep. For Druid. Okay. You can, you know, Warrior has Arms, Fury, and Prot as their other three. Or, uh, I guess, Drakthir technically has their 
invoker and evoker, whatever, the healing and the damage one. Uh, so yeah, you'll have those. You'll always have a generic tree, and then you'll have the specialized one. Mm-hmm. You can have multiple talent builds saved. Okay. So something like max level, I think, is like 51 points total to put uh, between the two. 31 in your class tree and 20-something, I think, in the other one. I think is how it breaks down. I don't remember exactly. Uh, So you'd have that. And then say you were... I'll use my balanced druid as an example. So I talent through the druid stuff that I want, and I talent through the balanced stuff I want. And I I went full, like, single target. Well, now I'm going to go do something that's AoE-based. Okay, I'm going to build an AoE one, and I'm going to save that. So now whenever I go into those things, I can just open it, load up that one, or load up that one, and easily mm-hmm. switch on the fly. So essentially have, like, talent loadouts. Right. But you can only build your loadout in town. Okay. But you can fr- you can freely swap in the field. So you can have... So theoretically, the idea you just is build, you have like a three or four different... You just build out like seven different rows. Yeah. Like there's no then, way you could run into a situation after that where you should be like, oh, well, this. Yeah. Um, and then you can just flip around based on what you need. All right. So how do the dragon flights work? Do you Have they said yet? What do you mean? Um, a, little, a little more specific. Like, like historically, what are they? No, like how what how's the um like what's the how's that mechanic gonna work? Or is it just like you have to be It's not Covenants two point It's so it's nothing like that. It it not nothing like that. Okay. It's just not that. Okay. Uh there's the five of them. There's technically more than that, but whatever. There's five there's there's the five main ones. There's we're not talking about like the chromatic flights or the uh the infinite flight, which is the corrupted uh, bronze flight, whatever. We're not talking about those. These are the your four or your five basic ones. And from my understanding, from what they were saying, you're still going to be like leveling reputation and stuff with them, but you can do all of them at the same time. You're not locked down to doing one. You okay. Can, you can choose if you wanted to, to I guess, or at least this is what it sounded like to me. You could choose if you wanted to, to focus on one and just try to burn that one. Or you could get like, Multiple rewards. Like, I don't know if this is exactly how they're doing it, so I'm I'm saying this out of my ass. But you finish a quest, and it's like, well, you can get 500 and put it 500 rep and put it into any of the dragonflight, any singular dragonflight. You can get 500 points of rep with that, or you can get 100 with all of them. Hmm. Is probably how they're going to do it, or something also, something similar. I also read that they're doing more stuff account wide instead of character wide. Higgy doubled three runner score twelve to two. Jesus, <laughs> three runners on a double. Yeah, bases loaded double. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay. Anyway. Um, what was your next question? Uh, are they account-wide? character specific yes and no so it sounds like the idea is to make a lot more things account wide that's what i, I read but, I but know. there are still certain things that will be character specific but the idea is to have more things account wide nice philosophy wise it seems like they're moving in the direction we want but i'm a wild WoW player I've been burned before. Yeah. So who's the baddie in this? Do we know? They haven't said yet. So There's a bunch of people it could be. I kind of like that they're just not a galactic issue. Like, it's whatever, man. That's a corrupt dragon. Let's kill him. Bang, bang. What up with that thing? I want to know. Like, no, there. I mean, I'm sure there is going to be a big baddie, but I'm hoping it's not, like... Here is the big baddie, and it's more like, here's a baddie, here's a baddie, here's a baddie. Mm-hmm. Cool. People want to fight Galakrond. Galakrond is literally so powerful to the point that he's actually technically dormant, not dead, because none of the nobody can kill him. Mm. So it would be a weird thing for him to fight us and either die which then a bunch of people would scream that he's dead or he breaks out gets powerful and we fight to put him back in his prison which would all which would be fine but kind of weird to like navigate story-wise the one that is interesting is uh no nor's dormu knows dormu Dormammu? No, not yeah. I've come to bargain. No, the uh, actually funny enough, the time-based leader of the or the leader of the time-based bronze dragonflight. Uh, his corrupt like infinite self is called Murazond, and we fought him in a dungeon in Cataclysm. In I believe it was Eternity's End was the name of it, or no, the End Time. End Time was the name of it. 
and you fight him and he has a voice line that says something along the lines of like this will happen because it, it's an alternate timeline like he messes with you know messes with time obviously he's like this will happen and you will have to kill me but that was 12 years ago and like you know it's a throwaway line that if nobody really thinks about it well yeah so it's like all right so is something going to actually corrupt him and now we have to kill him okay that would be an interesting like whatever patch boss fight yeah like the awakening of the infinite or something like that so yeah i don't know uh i'm in- i'm intrigued i'll have a drac here i think they look like shit for the record i think they look terrible i looked them up while you were talking and i thought they were very underwhelming yeah i think they objectively look bad they kind of look like they took like the model for the uh what are they called the fucking uh blue dudes with the hooves avatar oh draenei yeah and then yeah. like manipulated them a little bit and was like ah oh, throw some horns on there some scales boom done i mean they they yeah but yeah they're just super like wimpy looking yeah they're like i don't want them to be uh Hulk units like, um, like Char and Guild Wars, mm-hmm. they're just oh, bruh. yeah. It's like I don't need him to be that, but I need him to have like a little bit of something to him. Like I'm not a whelpling. Like oh, there's somebody I breathe fire. We like no. Come on. Speaking of Guild Wars, I saw a lot of people. Uh, I don't know if they, they were complaining. I think they it was a comment that some of the devs made during the roundtable stuff that they did that. They're like, oh, we wanted to make like the tra- the tra- traversal unique and all this and that. And then there was a bunch of people being like, this is the same shit they have in Guild Wars 2 now. Or they have had it in Guild Wars 2 for a year or two or something. I'm just going to say, sure. I don't know. Yeah, that was the same thing. I was like, oh, I didn't know they had fucking dragons and flying in Guild Wars 2. The last time we saw they had dragons was that Frozen expansion. Yeah. Where the thing comes out of the, that pulls a Syndragosa. Oh, oh, you have a dragon of ice? Oh, guess what? So did I. 14 years ago. <laughs> in a win called Wrath uh, of the Liching. You ever heard of it? Because Classic's coming out. Is that the, what they're doing for Classic? Is it... What they, what, did they make an announcement? They made an announcement yeah, for yeah. Classic. It was the same time. That Wrath, uh, doing Wrath Classic is, is on its way. People are probably fucking thrilled about that. I'm hyped. Yeah. Whether or not I go back and play, it's still 50-50. Yeah. Because if I do, I'm going to have to boost the character. Oh, a dirty booster. Because I'd, I'd rather play my Warlock, which is what I played back then. Mm-hmm. So. Nostalgia. Yeah. Just put me. I'll name it the same name and everything. I'll bring back the legend thereof of Dead Tree. Why was my name Dead Tree? Good question. I couldn't tell you. All right. Well, it's a cool name. It's a good name, Dead Tree. Yep. You got anything else you want to talk about with WoW? Uh, Not really. Still just grinding. Grinding. Do you want to sing us tales from PAX East? Sure. A little wax poetic. Wax poetic. Um, Tales tales from the crypt. The crypt keeper. (laughs) You laughed all funky. That's what I can't do to laugh. I'm weak. Um, 
yeah, no. So it was a good time. Good four day trip. A lot of it was the smallest packs for sure that I've been to. Seemed uh, less Boston. crowded than... in Boston. It was definitely less crowded. Saturday was the only day that felt like it was crowded, but Saturday felt like a normal Friday. And even then, it still didn't feel so. Like Thursday, as you full was dead. Thursday dead. and Sunday felt dead. Yeah, like you could you get around and do whatever you wanted. Friday was still pretty dead comparatively. Wow, interesting. I think we played ramen three or four times. Hmm. So were the uh, ramen, ramen is up there is like my favorite thing at the show. Okay, so that was going to be my question: is what 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 stuck out? Uh, I really liked. I'm purposely going to open up our Twitter account because almost everything that I played or looked at uh, was tweeted out for us, and I'm lazy, but. I did really enjoy ramen from uh, from the crew. I won twice, and I came in second the other time. When you won, you got a chance at, or well, at, if, if you played, you got a chance at the crane machine. Mm-hmm. That I actually have it at the end of the hall. That you could in the crane machine it was like a plastic steam basket that inside had a like stress ball dough. Uh, steam dough thing mm-hmm. dumpling i guess okay i could not think of the word dumpling for whatever reason uh and i we played it the first day the machine was not on and it was empty and i was like oh it's whatever i won and i was like okay so uh, i don't know what that machine means but whatever cool i win uh we go back the second day we see that it's on and the guys like explaining it. We're like, oh, all right, yeah, sure, we'll play again. We played, and I won. Dominated. Absolute domination. <laughs> I won by like 40 points. Uh, and then, so the deal was if you won, you got unlimited tries. And then if you, you know, if you couldn't get it after so long, he would just open it for you. And like, that way you weren't, you know, losing the, the <laughs> joy of getting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it only took me two claws. Nice. Oh yeah, felt good about that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go through a, a, our own recap of uh, of PAX East as presented by the uh, Gamers Two Twitter account, and we're gonna go in the reverse order of things I saw. Sweet Discord booth, everybody was there. It's like campouts again because it was you know Camp Wumpus, Wumpus the the Discord you know little yeah little guy. Todd did get his picture taken with it, so I didn't know it had a name. Oh yeah, then it's got a name. It's Wumpus. Um we also went to a Discord or a panel on Discord with some of the people from Discord. That's pretty cool. Uh we also stopped by the Devolver Digital panel or pan yeah, panel booth. Um that was for the Cult of the Lamb game. Had very binding of Isaac vibes, and immediately upon saying it, I was like, Dewey. Just this shit just checks out everything off. Yeah, classic. Uh, we did do some uh, some other games. There was one that was called Die by the Blade. Uh, it very it was it was the side panel or side panel uh, camera angle of like you know your Street Fighter your typical fighting style games. Yeah, like the two D side scroller. 
Kind of, yeah, yeah. But there was a lot more 3D to it because like you could actually like pivot in a circle around. Okay. Um, but the fighting was actually like a really good like sword fighting game. Like it had kind of that for honor mechanic of like where you're gonna block directional wise and then attack and stuff like that. Mm. But it just looked a lot smoother and faster and hmm. like actual sword fighting versus like battle axing. Uh, so yeah, that was up there. Uh, there was another one which uh, this is gonna probably be up through a few things here, but uh, it was a game called. Demio, I believe is how it was pronounced. And it was a like tabletop but three D isometric render, like like doing this whole thing. So you could like play a tabletop game across, you know, however many uh like a tabletop D and D RPG style, but it just looked very convenient to be able to play like with a bunch of people at this like isometric two D type view. Okay. Um but they also did like a sweet painting. Mm-hmm. Or painting, drawing, what I don't know what you want to call it, but it was all hand done because I watched the guys do it over the days, like on the floor in a section. It took them th- like three days to do it. Fucking fancy, but it was pretty cool. Um, I snagged a board game, and at the same booth, Todd snagged a board game. These are from the TSA, T E S A or Tessa Collective. Uh. The one that came back to the house with me was Space Cats Fight Fascism. Okay. And the one that he went for was uh, Good Dog, Bad Zombie. So. Uh, Very interesting on both accounts. Hey, man. Space Cats Against Fascism? Come on. What's more up my alley? Yeah. Down with the red and cats fighting for against fascism. Yep. Although good dog, bad zombie also makes sense. Oh, yeah. Right up there. Let's see here. What else did we see? What else did we see? Spinning right round. Spin me right round. I do think the sweetest booth was Tiny Build, but I think that a lot almost every year because they always have a very good, like, yeah, good showing of a booth. Oh, there were so many more tweets that I was not paying attention to that happened. Board game area was massive. It was always usually really bu- really busy. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the game that we don't know if we can talk about it. Uh, Cursed to Golf looked like a lot of fun. It was a game that was getting played on the Switch. It'll also be available on Steam. I believe there was a demo, or there is still a demo. Um, but yeah, you're golfing to escape golf purgatory. And I'm always down for a good golf game. Yeah, always. Love golf. Yeah, not in real life though. Terrible. That's true, but I will. But I will <laughs> play. But I am terrible. Turbo Overkill. Good old fast pace, fast paced wall running hero time. Chainsaw legs, lots of booms. Wall running. Think, think like Doom Shooter, where it's just chaos the entire time. Mm-hmm. That, but like more. And retro graphics. And chainsaw legs. And chainsaw legs. Why wouldn't you just run over everyone? It's an option. Okay. Intel had a massive booth. That's interesting. It was very large. Probably the biggest booth there. For what? 
they had like a stage and they had some other stuff. They were doing some merch. They were showing off custom builds. They have their graphics cards there? No, not that I remember seeing. They had a sweet, uh, one of the new Nux. The, oh, yeah. And then they had a sweet, like, mini PC mm. that was this big. Okay. You had the power supply at the back half. Mm-hmm. And the front half, you had one unit that went in that was your CPU and everything else. And then you could fit probably a full 3080 in the PCI slot right in front of that. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was, like, that big. Yeah, sandwich style case, yeah. Yeah, and you just... I was like, I'm I'm in love with this thing. Oh, you you don't like small PCs. I don't for my house. Oh. But I liked the idea of having one in case, you know, we going back to what we've talked about before of like, oh yeah, I'll show up, we'll play something. It's yeah. like, yeah, that makes that super convenient. Mm-hmm. Granted, I'm not gonna drop three grand on it. Yeah. But I like the idea of it. But no, here here is where I want one of their builds that they did do. So you remember the thermal take case that I've talked about before? Yeah. The giant yeah. tall one. Mm-hmm. They took a joke that happened on Newegg of like, ha ha ha, it dispenses liquids and made one using a raspberry pie for the, like the pie bartender version. Yep. And they had, a, it was liquid cooled, but then they had other tanks in there as well that were tied into the raspberry pie that you could pick one of four cocktails and then dispense it. Like it had a whole thing to dispense right there. Classic. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. They also had done an, uh, like an artist series where they were featuring, I don't remember how many it was, a bunch of artists had done uh, basically like extra large mouse pad size mouse pad size mm-hmm. prints and stuff that you could then buy the mouse pads there. So there were some the, pretty cool um, ones. The the tiny build was that a custom thing or was it a did they use like a case that they used components that were like consumer available? Do you know? Oh, for the beer one? No, the little one. Oh, the little one? That was all their stuff. It was all custom? Like the case and everything was custom? Or was it like things that they make? The Intel thing that I was talking about with the mini yeah. PC? Yeah, you can just go buy one. Oh, was it that thing where like it's it's like modular? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, get I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, like if you pop that off... You'd have in the, just the power supply at the back of it. Then you'd have mm. their part, and then in front of that would be another PCI slot. Yeah, yeah, I remember when they announced that. Yeah, yeah, but it was just actually there, and I was like, "That's actually really cool." Uh, there was a game called "We Were Here Forever." They had a few sequels, or this is a sequel to a few they had before. There was a co-op puzzle-solving game. Okay, we went there the first day. We were talking to one of the people, and they had they had a bunch of people playing, and we were trying to see some other stuff too. And we're like, um, "We'll make sure to double back like throughout. We're here all weekend. We'll try to come back." Every time we went back, they were busier and busier. Oh wow! We literally never got a chance to play it because they were so busy. Damn, good for them. Yeah, uh, but I felt bad because I was like, oh, "We said we'd come back and play it," and we came back multiple times, and then it just had more and more people, and we're like, "Well, we're never getting to play this game." <laughs> uh, and we still, after watch, we would watch it for like ten minutes. Still couldn't figure out how to play it. Hmm. Or like not not how to play it. Like couldn't figure out like how to solve it. Because you're you we're at the mercy of like watching some other people yeah. try to do it and you're like 
I get kind of what they're doing, but not the whole thing. <laughs> that makes me interested because it sounds like it might be challenging. It looked it. Or I'm an idiot. Your pick. <laughs> Never know. Uh, there was Excedrin there. Yeah. Now, that's just kind of like a weird thing to just... But there was an Excedrin booth. Like, I mean, it sounds weird initially, but yeah, it makes sense. You could go scan your badge and like a chance to win a bottle of Excedrin or a keyboard or whatever. Yeah. And makes sense. Headaches. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Excedrin is my go-to. Like, oh, man, I got a headache. Boom, Excedrin. Yeah. Or boom, get away from the person making me angry. Both solutions work. Uh, there was a game called Davigo. Or, yeah, Davigo. I'm going with that. Not positive that's what it was. But it was a VR game that you could play 1v4. It was being demoed at 1v1. So you had one... The guy in VR was a giant. Essentially a floating head with two hands. And you could like pick up trees on the map and you're just trying to crush and kill the the other person running around who's running around with a controller. But you could play 1v4, so the giant has four people trying to like fight him and all this stuff. It was a lot of fun to watch get played. Mm-hmm. And I kept waiting for the time where somebody in that VR headset was going to just cold cock somebody. And there were multiple times where I thought somebody was just going to get punched straight in the face because it came so close so many times. Like There mm-hmm. was not much space around them. And this guy's just full swinging and just like dodging rockets and thing and throwing things. I'm like... Somebody's going to get whacked. What uh, VR headset were they using? Uh, one of the early Oculus, one of the cheap Oculuses. The full white one. Oh, so like a Quest? Yeah. Uh, ooh, then we did play, we played a board game. And I'm going to call this one out because we played it with the creators and they were awesome. It was Tricky Dicks, the Richard measuring card game. I have a six-inch, or sorry, an average-sized ruler signed by them. Uh, nice. Al- along with, I have a signed copy of the like deck that they custom like drew on and everything. Nice. Uh, and it's a fifty-three or fifty-two card deck. That it is a picture of Richard Dixon, you know, doing the whole piece. Mm-hmm. But they're they're warped into either be like wider or taller or whatever. And the way that you play is you look at yours. You say, I have the longest Richard, the thinnest, the thickest, whatever. And if you are, if you win, you collect all the other cards and then you, you go to the next person. And you just keep going around. Oh, that's kind of interesting. So yeah. it's a simple. It's very simple. Yeah. Simple. It's like be like a fun, like party game or drinking game or something. Like yeah. That. So Todd and I played it and then I played it again with the creators and the person I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Think about that. We all sat down and played again. Nice. Um, so it was it was a fun time. They were a lot of fun. So that is Tricky Dicks, the Richard Measuring Contest uh, at Rynot, W-R-Y-N-O-T dot com. A lot more tabletop going on. I played a lot more tabletop, too. Uh, there was the old is Isonzo. Verdun's another Verdun. Oh sequel. yeah, okay. I don't know Isonzo. I don't know how to, how it is pronounced. Oh, uh, Todd and I did sit down and play. And it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Clearly, still early. 
things like clipping through floors and stuff like that. But felt good. Murdered a lot. Nice. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. Gave me all the vibes I wanted of Turtles in Time. And I was like, yeah. There's been some people at work who have been hyped on the Cowabunga collection there. And specifically the uh, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it brought all the feels right back. And I was like, man, Saturday morning, I'm just going to sit down and jam. Uh, we did also pick up the game Your Friend is Sad. Okay. Board game. So, you know, you got your friend's sad. You got to help him out. That could have been by, you know, destroying a ring where you venture to Mount Sad to destroy a burdensome ring. Lazy Saturday. Eating burritos in your underwear and used to be one of your favorite activities. Or a uh, snowball fight. You've had more fun if you... Uh, agreed to wear your long johns i don't know what that means <laughs> uh yeah so there's a lot of a lot of fun stuff like that did some more packs these things oh another thing at the tiny uh build booth was a game called Tinykin. had like the you were the i think it was the world's smallest man or something like that was the idea um and it had paper mario kind of vibes so like mm-hmm. everything you moved was 2d but the whole world's obviously 3d so it was interesting it's pretty cool mm-hmm. right around on soap AMD had a giant picture of Master Chief. That was pretty f- cool, and I just started laughing every time I saw it, because I was like, man, you imagine if there were two of you? Oh, not in this lifetime. Ah, I get it. Co-op joke. Uh, the game Justice Sucks was there again. That is the vacuum murdering game. That was there when Dewey and I were there. I'm pretty sure I talked about it before. Okay. But they had painted up a Roomba that was just going around in like a <laughs> cage that looked like it had murdered things. It was pretty funny. Uh, Shoulders of Giants was one where you were a frog riding in a mech. Had Risk of Rain vibes to me where you're like, they were playing a co-op. So there were two of you, you picked up abilities and things and you just murdered waves of enemies. Mm -hmm. Yep, sounds good. Sign me up. A game called Asteragos had like a, had a little bit of Phoenix Rising vibes. Okay. Phoenix Rising, but with harder comp. Hmm. Looked good. Uh, they had a game called Spider Hack. It's still Tiny Build. Tiny Build had a lot of things. Game called Spider Hack, which is a party game. Played one to, or well, I guess two to four players. Uh, and you are spiders that were just trying to eliminate the other ones and then you'd move to the next map eliminate move to the next map and you just rack up points you know whoever won that room first one to ten wins you could you pick up weapons so you might be a spider with a uh, lightsaber spider with a double-ended lightsaber spider with the the like imperial guard sabers where it's like a staff with the only the lightsaber end or whatever so there's some weapons like that. Uh, you had you could shoot a web to like get yourself back on things or whatever. A lot of fun. I played like shit. Him and I played with two media members. I don't remember who they were, mm-hmm. but it was funny because they're like, <laughs> there's a line obviously, uh, and if you're media and you like have an appointment, you get preference. Uh, so the two media guys show up, and the guy's like, "Oh, I need two people. Is anybody here in a group of two? And like nobody else was, and we're like, "Yeah, we're two. And they're like, "All right, cool. You get to play now. We just cut probably 25 people in line. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out. Yeah. It was funny because we had a whole 
we had the whole like crowd reacting behind us to what we were doing. Oh, that's fun. Which was which was fun. There were two stations going on of ours and theirs. Or sorry, not of ours and theirs. There was our station which with Todd and I and the two media guys and the station to the left with four other random people. But I realized by based on reactions, the crowd was watching our screen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> now there's pressure. <laughs> I I got my ass beat in that game. Uh but I did have a couple of good kills where like I jumped off the ceiling and essentially just kind of like the bird from the video earlier. I just jumped off the ceiling with a lightsaber out, just aimed straight down. I was like, I'm either killing him or he kills me. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Oh, I'm just flipping through this. There's so much. There's DeVigo. Actually, here, I don't know if you can see this image. If you want to understand how somebody was about to get punched. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or broken TV. Oh yeah, that's right. There were the super Marxist, super Marxist twins, which is, can you imagine if communism decided to try to infiltrate by taking over beloved characters and making them communist and sprouting pop- propaganda? So it, yes, it is a take on Super Mario, the super Marxist twins. That's funny. Gory was at PAX, if you remember Gory. That was that sweet catboarding. Or, oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I meant to say skateboarding cat, but honestly, catboarding. Fuck it. Catboarding sounds good to me. Ramen was there. Obviously, already talked about that. Big fan. And uh, I think that kind of that kind of covers all of it, really. Sounds like it was a good packs for like the indie and board game scene, for sure. It was it if you did if you were not a person for those two things and you wanted like more AAA, that's not the packs for you this year. See, that's I'm generally not an indie person, but that's the best way to experience indie. I think is being able to meet the people who work yes, on for the sure. game and then get hands on with it. Yeah, and oh, we did, I didn't even talk about this. There was a game. Oh, I'm gonna feel so bad for not knowing the name now. Um, word something or uh, I, I can look it up and find it later. I'm not gonna find it now. Um, but essentially, you were playing like Boggle. Okay. And th- this is a video game, so you're you'd get a what I don't remember what the row was like four by five, maybe grid of letters. And you needed to make a word, and depending on how big the word was, depended then what uh, translated to how much damage you did to the enemy on the other side. Mm-hmm. And certain tiles would gain effects every time the board like refreshed. Where it's like, well, if you don't use if you don't use this letter, you're going to take a, da- a point of damage. Okay. Or if you uh, like this one is locked, so no matter what, if you use it, it's going to stay here, or you could gain a shield, or you know, whatever type of thing. So like, you were encouraged to use certain letters to try to figure out certain words. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd played that for a hot minute because uh, he was a fan of that, and we we talked to the devs there, and they were they were really nice guys, and had a good conversation with them. So nice. I feel bad. I don't remember the name of the game though, but yeah. So there was there was a lot of that, a lot of talking to any people. good uh, any good panels. Uh, the my two favorite 
for this year with the Mega 64 panel because it's always just super entertaining. And the D&D Acquisitions Incorporated show on Saturday night was always a always good fun. Nice. It was Todd's first op- first like seeing that and uh pretty good laughs out of him at certain points cuz yeah. there there was there was some good moments in there that I was I was really pleased with. Nice. I'll explain them after this. Okay. But yeah, that's all I got from PAX. I missed an entire week of WoW for it because I should have raided Tuesday. My power was out. Oh, yeah. I didn't get internet back at the house until I was in Boston. Holy shit. When did your power come on? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. At about 11.30 in the morning. Crazy. I was like 30, 31 hours without power. Just silly. The whole storm ruined a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's cr- it's crazy. That was crazy. How much? How many people lost power? Is crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Up like up my way, and uh, Todd had lost power. One of my friends in Boonville, when I was talking to her, she's like, "Oh, my power, my power just turned back on." It had been like six hours or something. And I was like, "Must be fucking nice." <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even we didn't have any issues. Which is classic because I bought a generator with the anticipation of this type of thing happening, and then and then yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh look, I have a solution for not the problem anymore. Yep. Yeah, but that's all I got. Uh, seven days. You've been up to, or I guess fourteen days. Yeah. Well, wait, no, seven. Fuck it. Like I said, there's a there wasn't a bye week. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Fourteen days. What you been up to? Nothing. Nothing at all. I watched. Some stuff, watch some anime, watch the Batman. Um, What'd you think? I liked it. It's long for sure. It's like three hours, isn't it? It is three hours. Yeah. I believe it's two hours and fifty eight minutes. Right right against it. Um Will I like it? I don't know. That's interesting because that's basically the vibe I got from doing it. Now I'm like All right. I don't know. I'm semi scared. Because I kind of think I should like it. I don't. I you know what I could. That's the thing though is it's so different from what we normally what you know we've gotten for Batman in the past that I I could see you not liking it and I could see you liking it. Um, and then I that's about it. I mean, I haven't played anything. I have. Lego Star Wars and still haven't started it. Gran Turismo still haven't started it. Um, and that's it. I mean, just doing some cleaning and some life planning stuff and just taking it day by day at this point. I mean, it sounds riveting. <laughs> so riveting. <laughs> Especially the life planning stuff. I mean, that's just... Yeah, just figuring out plans and nonsense. Hey, listen, every time, every now and then you gotta have a plan. You can have a plan, but you fair, I feel like you rarely follow plans, so... Hey, In general. Listen, that's just... Just because you're right doesn't mean I want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I don't have anything exciting. Hopefully, eventually, I will. 
but fair. Yeah. Word. I mean, we pretty just re- recapped my entire two weeks, so it was. <laughs> I didn't have power. Didn't couldn't do anything. Went to Boston to fix that issue. Yeah, <laughs> did stuff Boston, for four days. Played, played played a bunch of games and came back rated in WoW uh, this week, which was a little rough getting back into it for the the first time in a week of like ah, just I feel like shit. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, cleaned that up. Got back into it. and Was feeling good. Uh, got to. Got two bosses killed in Mythic. Got to the third boss, or like got pretty far into the third boss. Pretty sure we can just murder that next week with no issues. Just uh, had to have to change a couple of things, or you know, make sure people's priorities are correct of like who, what, what they need to do damage to and stuff like that. Um, and then we'll we'll see we'll see how long this uh how long this train rides. Is that a sentence? I have no idea. It sounded good. All right, take it. We take those. And then uh, I do need to get back and finish Horizon. I still haven't done that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only thing I need to like finish is Horizon. And then I have the show and I have Gran Turismo, which I've played both of this week. Or something I was... Oh, I am starting book four this week. Oh, nice. Of Witcher. The collective? No. Time of contempt. That one. I knew there was a C somewhere in that. Yeah, wasn't close at anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time of contempt. Just okay. finished Blood of Elves. Which... Nice. All right. <laughs> I like the books. I, I I enjoy them, but there are definite moments where I'm like, I would strangle these characters. If oh I, yeah, if yeah. I had to deal it... with them. It gets better for the most part. I mean, you kind of, yeah. It, well, this is the first better. time that they've alluded to the fact that everything's going to go to shit. Yeah, because it it ends with when it's like, uh, I'll see you, or I'll come back and visit you, Nanika, or whatever, and the narration of like, she and she never did, like because she can't, like yeah, you know, everything kind of ends. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, so uh, I mean, you might have a uh, some rough stuff to go through still. Then that might make you want to keep strangling people. Oh no, no, for sure. I mean, this is the, the three ends with them leaving the temple of was it Melitola or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it's her and uh, Yen leaving. Okay, yeah. So yeah. To go meet, I, I believe to go meet Geralt wherever they're supposed to meet. Mm-hmm. But after the whole incident with Riles, you don't talk to Geralt at all for like the last three quarters of the book or last quarter of the book, basically. Mm-hmm. After he attempts to murder him, right? So with the fairy or whatever. No, Riles is the one with the burned face. Yeah. Oh, Ryan's. Oh, yeah, Ryan's. Whatever. Yeah, yeah I don't remember what what he's the one with the burned face. That yeah, I'm pretty sure show wise of Witcher, they're the one. He's the one they're they're teasing in season two. Ryan's is in season two, but he's a well, completely he, different character. 
Like, mm-hmm. not completely different, but he's a little bit different. Well, he's normal until Yen burns him through the portal, which he escapes, and then you yep. see the burned face at the end of the season. Yep. Um, but you still don't know. Show-wise, you have no idea who he's working for. Yeah, yeah. Book-wise, you still don't know. And Geralt is pissed because Philip is there. Yeah. And Philip like, lets him go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I hate wizards. <laughs> yeah, they're all a bunch of fucking asshats. Yeah. So that's that's where that's where it ends or whatever. Is her leaving the temple. So it, it we're starting into the uh the over the hump stage of like, alright, we're slowly learning who's powerful. Let's go. You're understand what's in you. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Does she ever go full crazy? Which one? Siri. Like, to um, the point where I know her to go. Um, yeah. Or do they not really approach that? Yes and no. I mean, she struggles. Kind of, yeah. She kind of does. It. Not till the very, very end, though. Where yeah, she kind of yeah. puts it all together. And then just goes apeshit. Yeah, and then kind of goes nuts, and then, which it kind of does lead nicely into the into the game, into the games games, I guess. But really, it's right the third one that's it uh, kind of leads nicely into. They still haven't like brought up the Dooney thing, which is funny. Yeah, that's that's not a thing. Yeah, I know it's not until until literally. Like the last chapter of the book, yep. of the last book, yep. They they like were bringing up them dying again in this book yep. when when yep. they were talking about. So uh, it'll be it'll be memories. interesting because you know, yeah. If you can get the breadcrumbs, because like if you have no idea, you don't pick up on the. Bread they haven't crumbs. even brought up, um, like not just not him being Dooney, but like mm-hmm. they haven't talked to who he is anyway. Yeah, like he hasn't been even brought up. So or wait, no, no, he hasn't. I, he I probably was, gets indirectly referenced at this stage. The only thing I was thinking of was if he was at the round table that happens when they are all saying that they need to kill the Lion Cub of uh, of Sintra. No, but he's not there. No, he's actually. I, I believe it is indicated specifically that he's not there. There's because there's like multiple people missing from that conversation that should have been there. Well, he's at this point in the books. We're like, we're like really tangent going down tangents oh, here. Yeah, yeah. At this point in the book, he's the the war hasn't started yet, or has no? The war is coming. The war is coming. So yeah, that's he's, what the that's what the roundtable is discussing is if if a war is to break out, which more than likely it will, then who controls the Sintra part because they don't know who's alive, like, to take it. Yeah. Because they assume Siri dead. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, they they are perceiving him as uh, an enemy at this point still. Yeah. Which, he shows up and is in the story, but, you know, if you aren't familiar with, you know, who's who, you don't know that of his significance in that way. You're just kind of like, oh, this is this is just this guy. And then 
then you don't find out until the very last chapter. They're like, oh wait a second, they're the same person. Yeah, I don't think I don't <laughs> think he's shown up yet. No, I don't think he, he shows up later. I think than you you, and he shows up in like a completely random like way. Not he doesn't necessarily like not show up. I guess like he's introduced in a completely random way where you're just like, oh, I guess we're. I guess we're just talking to this guy now, or like he's just monologuing or whatever the fuck's going on. Oh, does he not just randomly be like, oh, and here's the king? Like that just. Yeah, it's it's kind of just like, oh, yeah, and then there's, there's fucking, you know, em- emperor fucking whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they don't even like, they do the introduction. They do that, that introduction to where like they don't say who he is, but like the other characters are like. All aware. Are like treating him in a really weird way, and you're just like, "Well, who the fuck's this guy?" And then like, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Well, either way, on to book four. So, moving right along. Oh yeah, I think I've only got two more to go after that. Time of contempt. Um, it's either six or seven. I can't remember the total number. I think it's six with an optional seventh. Because of the one you can like randomly insert after two, I think the optional one's eight, which oh, okay. is the not sword dust. No sword dust. Season of storms. Two. Season of storms. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, on to time of contempt. Which I don't understand. Seasons of storms. That's <laughs> just weird. It's just gonna be weird. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. Well, it's been seven days. Don't talk about those other seven days, and we will uh, we will see you guys in another seven days. Ha ha. See what we did there? A lot of sevens. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.